supersonic. 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 Welcome to Supersonic Hospitality Marketing with me, Mark McSee, where we meet the most interesting people in hospitality, marketing, business, and beyond to hear tips, tricks, and tales to help your brand boom. This podcast is sponsored by Vita Mojo, the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow ATV, reduce tech complexity, and serve guests better. And now, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Vita Mojo is proud to be the headline sponsor of the Supersonic Marketing Podcast. Vita Mojo transforms chaos into confidence for hospitality operators worldwide, empowering brands to streamline order management and take control of their business. With its flexible end to end order management system, Vita Mojo gives you one central place to manage your menu across every channel, brand, and location. But Vita Mojo is much more than an out of the box software solution. The VitaMojo team are with you every step of the way, providing the partnership you need, the technology you want, and the experience your guests deserve, all in one place. VitaMojo will help you adapt to whatever the world throws at your hospitality business. For more information, visit vitamojo.com supersonic. Want to be recognised as one of the most innovative and best performing brands in our sector? I'm James Haken, the founder of Restaurant Marketer and Innovator, and here to tell you it's your time to shine. Our 2024 awards are open for entry with 13 categories. Join the likes of Brewdog, McDonald's, Turtle Bay, Box Park, Fuller's, Grind, Gales, and Rick Stein restaurants who have all picked up wins in recent years. Visit restaurantinnovator.com to find out more information and apply. So today I've got a bit of a legend on, and it's a legend of hospitality, certainly in the Brighton area, who is Raz Helilat, and he's the director of Black Rock Restaurants. And you might know those as something slightly different when it breaks down into the brands, which is the Coal Shed, the Salt Room, Burnt Orange, and Tuto. Raz is growing his restaurant empire and i'm lucky enough to be part of that so i work with the guys one and a bit days a week and it's just so much fun we've had so much success with the restaurants that we've already built together and i've been part of but raz really is a force of nature and he's restless huge visionary and he really wants to reach for the stars at all times What's so exciting is they have five venues, four brands, but in the next year and a bit, there's going to be a rollout of some of the brands and also some new concepts that are hopefully going to be mind-bendingly good. The really interesting thing about Raz is if you had to look at his brand DNA, and I've worked on the brand DNAs for the businesses, but his personal one, it really is about this love affair of making people feel good when they're in these hospitality venues, but also making teams drive harder and reach for the stars like he does every single day. But his real passion is about the relationship between the open flame fire and the best meat, fish and vegetables that you can get your hands on. And that comes through in every single plate that's served. 
It was such a pleasure to sit down with Raz. We've been friends for quite a wee while now and we've been in the trenches with each other as well in terms of growing brands, growing sales and creating new brands that have done very well. So it's just been a real pleasure. So sitting him down at a table where he couldn't be restless and he had to focus was kind of fun and I managed to capture his attention for a little bit over than an hour. So I think you'll get a lot out of it. Raz is super honest, doesn't dress anything up. And I think it will be a refreshing take on what it takes to succeed in hospitality and what it's like at the helm of a growing restaurant empire. So it gives me the most out on the Raz pleasure ever to introduce my next guest, who is Raz Hillalat, director, big cheese, at Black Rock restaurants hello hello good afternoon Hang on, i'll do the thing that's enough applause <laughs> <laughs> so i've actually got someone in person um in the room which is nice usually i'm doing them over zoom yeah no lovely like to be here oh so, yeah and just around the corner from my head office yeah, so it's, it's a little bit dungeon-esque though isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah, we kind of like that oh anyway. yeah yeah of course it's bright <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on what's happening today what's happening yes well we got lots going on at the moment we are uh, just getting ready for the new expansion plans mm. you know we've got some funky ideas coming up so yeah lots going on behind the scenes can you see can we say, uh, yeah, we can. Um, we are um, about to finally move our original site, uh, the coal shed, the one that we first started with, uh, well, over a decade ago. Uh, we found a new home for life, um, and hopefully we'll be on site in about six weeks and should be open quarter one next year. So mm. very exciting, and this is when it all starts going a bit... And has the marketing guy that you employed done anything about that yet? No, we're waiting for him to get pull his finger out. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe I shouldn't be dicking about doing podcasts. No, we're wasting time. What are we talking about, man? Let's get on with it. There's budgets to write. So, yeah, we've got briefs to write. We've got a whole bunch of exciting things. And then something to backfill the other coal shed, maybe? Yeah, and we're going to hopefully, you know, we're working on a sort of a, a few different concepts, just trying to work out which to put in there, considering its location and mm -hmm. size and demographics of the sort of walking trade, what's going to work best. And also what's not possibly down here as well, because, you know, there's there's 20 other things that we could do. Yeah. But also without stretching us too much, because that's going to be our fifth brand, yeah. um, which you can imagine gets quite taxing on headspace after a while. They're like, yeah. oh my God, no, I can't no, no. imagine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, you've got to work on them. So going back then, for anyone that doesn't know, yeah. Black Rock Restaurants, what is it? What is the empire that you have? Uh, we are a collective of five restaurants, uh, mainly based in Brighton, one in London. Uh, we were hoping for... Uh, springboarding further into London, but then this thing called a pandemic came and kind of blew those plans aside. But um, we started with uh, the coal shed back in 2011, uh, down a back street, um, small little restaurant, 50 covers, uh, 35 on the ground, 20 or 15 upstairs. Uh, it used to be an old... Um, 
pre-club bar and uh, it just kept on changing hands every couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I had a turbo sound sound system okay. once we took over. So quite handy. So for yeah. after, after work drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we started that and we opened a steakhouse grill cooking on fire. Um, and yeah, I think that was the first of, that was the first one. And then we opened uh, the salt room uh, three years later. We were, we were still looking to kind of move the coal shed because it just became very oversubscribed quite quickly on. It was one of the first few restaurants, I think, in England that got Josper. That was kind of where the sort of, the the story began as wanting to cook meat on fire mm-hmm. and you know we discovered a thing called the josper back in spain you know there weren't that many um fire cooking apparatuses at oh, the yeah. time so we kind of had that light bulb moment let's get that let's get the meat and uh, i think a lot of people thought we're completely nuts you know opening a high-end steak restaurant on the back street of Brighton yeah. next to a tattoo shop where you know overlooking West Street which you know the weekends is pretty seedy um and right in the middle of a recession you know just just after the bank you know the whole bank crashes back in 2008 so everyone's like why why are you doing this you this is just going to fail and I was just like no no I just had that determination I guess it was being your own, your first one as well. So, you know, you're, you just wanted to prove everyone right. But I just knew that we found something pretty special. Yeah. And also, dry aged beef, I think everybody back then was like, why are you doing it? Nobody's spending money on this. It's really expensive. I must say, a lot of people didn't quite understand it. They thought it was off. We had people walk out oh. saying, you know, this is disgusting, you know. Like they were probably offended, and they're like, "No, this just smells. Look at it, smell. It just smells horrible." And we're like, "No, this is the difference between yeah. the the fat pack." So it took a few months, but luckily uh, the word got around. Brighton's mm. not that big, and it's a real village city, isn't it? Well, yeah, you know? to, yeah, to yeah, say yeah. the least. Yeah. And I think back then there weren't there weren't a huge amount of decent restaurants. Sorry to say, but you know you could probably count them on couple of hands so i think word yeah. got around quite quickly and i think we were just in the right place the right time the whole meat thing was kind of exploding up in london and we were just there uh within a year we we're just fully booked weeks on advance and we just needed a bigger space yeah. better and, location and sunday lunches went really well for you as well didn't they yeah sunday lunches were just very quiet and so we thought what can we do to mm. turn this around you know, the rest of the week was really busy, but Sunday just fell off a cliff. So we thought we we did a we did a roast, but it was a very half-hearted roast. The mm. head chef just hated them. <laughs> <laughs> I know what so, chefs are like. Yeah, yeah. So I said, look, we've got the best meat in town. You know, we've got a great oven upstairs that no one else has got. And you know, and we have some of the best sides in town. Mm. You know, surely we should be able to offer. A great roast and you know i think the whole concept was coming in choosing your your cut of meat and choosing your sides and then it comes in the middle and i said well why don't we flip you know use that idea and do it with a roast beef so a roast to share which i, I think back then it was pretty much you know a top side or yeah. a rump of beef you know you get this sort lovely. of yeah <laughs> yeah you get that little sliver of yeah. beef there which is kind of gray if you're at best and so we decided to um 
give a 500 gram of uh, sirloin on the bone, which had been cooked on the on the over fire, and then you know just all the sides, or a whole chicken to share. Nice. I think back then it was twenty five pounds for two people, so twelve fifty. Wow. I mean, and the sides uh, with all the yeah, sides, yeah, all the, the trimming. Turns. But literally, we went from doing like twenty six to one hundred and twenty six within a couple of weeks. So we weren't making the margins we wanted to, but we just had a yeah. full restaurant. And I always think, and I always remember now, it's like you can't bank margins. You know, I, th I just think you know, I'd rather have a busier place, yeah. making a little bit less, but then people are coming back, and yes. then then just the whole Sunday thing just took off. Mm -hmm. And you know, every six months or so you know you'd put up you'd squeeze another two pounds fifty <laughs> would you <laughs> you know maybe, i think i think we probably i think even now we don't quite make the prof, the gp that you should do on it but i yeah. just think it's such a such a great offer such know? a generous thing i mean funnily enough i was watching a uh, tom kerry sort of documentary type thing about hospitality the other day and, yeah. and he was looking at doing a i think it was a 15 pound lunch at uh his bar and grill in London. Yeah. But his thoughts were exactly like yours, which was, look, are we breaking even on it? Fine. Yeah. You know, it was like, just get people in, get them talking about it. They'll come back for their big occasion for another time and, you know, all the rest of it. So it's much better than sitting, hugging a spreadsheet. Well, you'd rather break even than lose money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, sure. and I just think people will come back if you've shown them a good time, mm. you know, People will want to always go back. And especially when things are a bit tough with this whole cost of living crisis, mm -hmm. I think people want to go to trusted places. Definitely. You know, I think they know that I'm going to get what I want there. You know, that 50 quid, I've had to work hard. You know, it's my monthly treat. You know, I'm taking the missus or the boyfriend out, whichever yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, and... I want to. I want to get my my money's worth, yeah. and and also you can bring your own wine, and there's a corkage, and yeah. you know all that stuff. And I think the nicest thing about the current coal shed <coughs> is that neighbourhood vibe, and yep. also just how cosy and intimate it is. You know that downstairs especially. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the challenge you've got is how do you replicate that on the bigger site? I suppose. That's going to yeah. be the challenge because yeah. this one is a hop, skip, a triple jump, and a pole vault different to yeah. it. You know, it's four and a half thousand square foot, maybe a bit more, you know, 35, 40 in the bar area. You know, the luxury that, you know, we've never had a bar area in the original one. So that's going to be brilliant to, you know, another 80 or so in the restaurant, mm -hmm. big open kitchen which i know everybody loves an open kitchen you can't open a restaurant unless an open kitchen <laughs> and you're cooking with fire so tick 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 yeah, yeah. and a nice pdr at the back as well for about 20 people so there's a, a lot of bums on there's a lot of seats that we need to fill yep. um so it's a bit of a brave move especially in this current climate. <laughs> but, but <laughs> again, I mean, even now you were saying, you know, there's only a handful of restaurants that were good back then, not being disparaging. But if you think about steak specialists in Brighton, yeah, again, 
there's not, not many. many around. No. So I think there'll be a, a want for it. And then what's lovely is where you're opening, you're only a hop, skip and a jump also <laughs> away from this new kind of enclave of restaurants, which is then, you know, Ivy, Pizza Pilgrims, etc., etc. So, you know, it's, it's a nice place to be. And the traffic that's going to go past it, pedestrian and vehicular, yeah. you know, it's a walking advert as well it's a walking advert let's just hope they're our they are our target audience yeah but i think they will but no i think, I think so. you know i think it's it'll be one of the rare restaurants that's actually on a busy thoroughfare yeah i don't know why but we've always chosen real off really off-pitch restaurants yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know all of them they're just like man why are you going for this restaurant? <laughs> no one goes there. Across from a school, great idea. <laughs> Next to a tattoo parlor, yeah. you know. And then same for the salt room, you know. That was a. Everybody said that's a white elephant. Nobody goes to it, you know. Mm. I'm like, but it's such a cracking spot, and it's right on the seafront. Yeah. But again, I always, I'd always thought that was a cracking spot. But, but I, I think you've pulled off a neat trick with the salt room, and then we we have to credit. Uh, your good lady Tizzy for the name, don't we? I think. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That, and that's my wife. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think, um, in terms of that, there's very few restaurants that are attached to hotels that you think is a standalone restaurant. Yeah. But you've managed to pull that trick off. I think. Yeah. You know. And I think they we, probably wanted a distance of themselves as oh, well. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know. But then if you look at the Grand next door in Cyan, it's very obvious that that's a insider yeah. whereas the salt room it's in that neat spot yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. nothing's better than being on the front where it's <coughs> French Riviera vibes you know the big bottles of rosy flowing the sharing fish you know and the sea view sort of going it's, it's fantastic it's one of the best spots isn't it it is it is it's yeah and I can't believe it's coming up to nine years no uh, nine. nine years so Jeez. yeah so we've kind of it's it's served it's done us you know again but that that was probably a crazy move to go from the reason why we looked took that on is we were looking to move the original coal shed and the hilton knew that we were looking and they mm -hmm. wanted us to originally put the coal shed in there because okay. it had the local name well i just said look standing on the terrace looking at the sea i said it's got to be a fish restaurant you know mm -hmm. i said i just can't see this being a meat restaurant it yeah. just doesn't make sense and they were like no no we want the local name we want the coal shed it's this or that so we kind of walked away and but you know we still kind of negotiated and about a year later uh and i think looking at every every other possibility in brighton they finally said right you can have it and yeah we turned it into what was going to be originally called salt, and then okay. I think is someone have that? No, no, no. We we were. We, I just I just salt didn't quite feel right. Yeah. So it says it's got to be the salt, and then we kind of went through all sorts. And I think I was on holiday with Tizzy, and she goes, "What about the salt room?" I was like, "Yes, yes, you've done it. Yes, yes, I love you." <laughs> and you, know, you got it for free. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> ish, ish. <laughs> ideal. And She's then got expensive taste. <laughs> and then after that, then uh, you were looking at um, you know sort of new sites and new concepts, and then I guess you're thinking. Do we roll cool shed out? Do we roll salt room out? Yeah. Do we go somewhere else? So London was the next London, Well, you know what? We never really wanted zone one London. Mm. I think we're looking on the outskirts. We're looking all the sort of, you know, all the usual places, mm. you know, affluent places. 
that could take our kind of spend per head or the spend per head that we the Browns were wanting. Um, and having that footfall, I think we're we're lucky that Brighton's it's big enough. You know, uh, it's also got the tourism, a little bit of little business here as well. But um, it's only when we saw that development that we thought, oh my god, this is too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It was. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so what was the difference then of, of taking it and then reality? What, what well, did you find? It was this whole, whole new development, 400 super luxury flats. I just thought, my God, they're just they're going to be minted. Yeah, they're just yeah. going to be down there eating Chateaubriands and, you know, Burgundies every day, yeah, you know. For breakfast. For breakfast, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so 400 luxury flats. Right, uh, London Bridge was uh, was being transformed and redone. So that the whole commuters into that area. Mm-hmm. You had City Hall. You had probably the most famous bridge in the world, or second, I'd say first. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, load some of the biggest, um, um, some of the biggest agencies around the all the PWCs, EY, so a lot of city money. Mm. Uh, also, they're building the first theatre in London for like eighty odd years, um, and they were bringing the sort of the director from the National Theatre, nine hundred seater. So, Six restaurants, so that, you know, and we bought it off plan, you know, because mm-hmm. we, I think, we were the second signing after the Ivy, wow. obviously. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, so, yeah, we just thought this is just we're going to be printing money here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, what was reality then? Well, the reality was that we opened um, after the Ivy, and so we were the second opening, yeah. and then the the theatre opened. About three months after that, and then nothing else opened for over a year. Right. So we were sat, and it was just tumbleweed, and it was a new area in London. You know, I don't think there was even a postcode for it. You couldn't put it on Google. The landlord had sold all the flats and then done one. Yeah, yeah. Nicely. As you would. (laughs) Um, And so they weren't even responding to anything. So you kind of just felt like you're on your own here. And you're like, you know, so luckily we were getting, you know, we were surviving, but yeah. it was scary times. It was and hard work. Yeah, yeah, really hard work. Mm-hmm. My second child was there, and I think my dad died a few months after opening, so that was pretty... Yeah, yeah. So dark, that. dark times for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we survived, you know, t- it took, took a year and a half for the next sort of round of people to come in, mm-hmm. another year to kind of get it to where we kind of wanted it to be and then obviously covid came and then we were shut for a year and a half pretty much yeah. i think in that year and a half we were only open about six weeks because just no one was there but are you seeing green shoots worth it now you know as the area's coming back to life 100 percent. i think when 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 people are back in the office mm. it's definitely the busiest that we've you know and we're, we're certainly the takings are taking with doing more better business now than we ever have been mm-hmm. but friday lunch is our quietest now where before it was the busiest and and is it the twats as they call them is it the tuesday wednesday thursday yeah. crowd that are coming yeah, in yeah, yeah yeah friday just falls off a cliff yeah you know monday lunches are yeah pretty so that's you know so you've got to just change how you work yeah. you know yeah and it's it, that that takes a bit of time to adjust but hopefully we're hoping that you know People are going to come back. Bosses are going to be firm and, you know. Seems to be. 
I mean, you know, we we have. I think we've 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 said everyone's back in the office five days. Mm-hmm. I just think, you know, well, for us in in particular, I think you just need everybody around you to be kind of working. It's so rapid, you know, in hospitality that it, it is. Quite, I mean, I can see both sides of the coin, but it is hard with the frenetic pace of how quickly certainly your business works. Yeah, um, it is. You know, you kind of need to be in the room. Yeah. You know, um, to to catch that right, we're going to do that, or that's happening, or this has changed, or you know, so it is really, really difficult. And you know, and I think about some of my other clients as well, and it'd be really hard for them to to do this as a hybrid role. Maybe slightly bigger companies, it's slightly easier. I think some of those things where if you're just, you know, I guess if you're legals or whatever, but you uh, know, for us, you know, you want to be creative around, you know. Yeah. What events are we going to be doing? What are the dishes? Yeah. You know, wh- wh- what does it look like? Mm-hmm. What, what's the cocktails coming up? Change of wines. You can't do wine tasting yeah. from home. Well, and also the teams. <laughs> well, you can, well, you but... can, but, you know, but, yeah, that's called a Friday night. <laughs> that's um, cool. <laughs> but I think, you know, in terms of all the, the team, I mean, the hosp- the teams in the venues can't work from home. Nope. So kind of feels like su- a supportive network. Yeah, everyone's yeah, kind of yeah, together, yeah. you know. So yeah, so everyone's back, but we're hoping, you know, I think people will slowly but surely come back in a bit more, you know, on a Monday. It's just trying trying to get people back in on a Friday. Yeah. I think they almost feel that everyone's entitled to it now. But yeah, let's see. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, it's it's interesting, you know, some of the deals that we get on around strikes and all that. You know, I think. Um, Pizza Pilgrims do it incredibly well, you know, yeah. when there's something topical like that on, and you know, Hawksmill's been doing it, Tom Kerridge's been doing it, yeah. you know, so maybe there is a, a well, I remember funnily enough, Nando's have always got a fantastic line when they're doing Pride, and all the marketing says, worth coming out for. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's, it's almost that you know mm. what what could you do that it's like i'm getting in on a monday because yeah, you know yeah, yeah. um so it, c- it could be really interesting but it is going to take a little while for everyone to sort of get back into it and i still think well, there it's is, been two years yeah but i think <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of people i think there's a lot of kind of almost ptsd yeah. with it as well people have got so used to not seeing people that it's actually quite hard for them to, you know, interact. And, yeah. you know, and certainly I've been curtailed, you know, in terms of travel. I used to be all over the world and having a great time and all that. Now a lot of time, as you just get up, you walk 11 steps to your desk and it's yeah. like, great, you know, this is fantastic. <laughs> there <laughs> you know? are plus sides, yeah. Well, <laughs> some, but some days you're really bored. And, yeah. like, I mean, I look forward to days like today doing the podcast or a Wednesday I come and see you guys in the office and I kind of look forward to it because... I don't get out much. <laughs> and a perfect excuse to go to the pub after. Uh, yeah, well, I, do you know, I stopped drinking at the start of the year and then I started again during my holiday Ooh. and I still haven't stopped yet. <laughs> so I need to get back into the stopping. But There's a word yeah, for that. I quite, yeah, I quite like it. <laughs> but I did well, 201 days. That was pretty good. That was yeah. pretty good. But yeah, but also in our job, it's quite hard <clears> to <throat> not drink, isn't it? I don't trust anyone that uh, that doesn't drink in our game. <laughs> is, that, is that on the CV? Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you mean you don't drink? <laughs> Low alcohol. No, get out. Get, get out. out. Get, get out. out. <laughs> so then we had COVID. You had three, three beautiful children restaurants. And then you had a crazy idea, which was let's diversify even further. Yeah. And that name was... Burnt orange. Burnt orange. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, we I bought that site um, six weeks before the first lockdown. Did you? B- 
because it was all it was always this beautiful well it was the old coach oh, it, house, it was it? the coach house oh. and it was just around the corner from the original coal shed and it just had this beautiful courtyard and there was just some a charm about it even though it had been hadn't been done up for 30 odd years yeah. you know i think parts of it date back to the 17th century yeah being an old coach house yeah, for yeah. obvious reasons. There was a certain charm, and I think a lot of people were very, had a lot of, um, you know, there was a lot of history, you know, for a lot Maybe of people. The amount of people I've met, when I see a bit yeah, of they get married there. Yeah, they got married. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. So many. Couldn't and when, when the business went bust, I literally phoned the owner and I said, I want it. Mm. I'm desperate. And, uh, That's not a good negotiation tactic, oh no, by the way. Yeah. Maybe I didn't say I was desperate. I just said I wanted it. <laughs> I begrudgingly would like this. <laughs> if I must. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, we kind of uh, decided to take that on. Six weeks, COVID comes. And luckily, he was quite, he's a bit of a surfer dude, spends That's half cool his guy. year in. Uh, in Costa Rica the rest nice. of the year sailing you know so he's yeah. one of those hippie Calm dudes man. oh man I love him he's so cool yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was he was very you know he was very good to us you know we didn't pay any rent for uh, first nine months or a year so um, and then I think it was in the second lockdown in December and I was just like oh, we're gonna should I just hand the keys in or yeah, yeah. or what I said well, that would be the sensible thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, most people would be like, yeah, you know, I'm sat here, new property, landlord, have the keys back. I, I, I'm going to deal with this pandemic yeah, yeah. thing that I don't know where this is going. <laughs> no, no, no. We thought, let's just chuck everything we've got and build a fourth brand. Yep. Or third brand. So, so third yeah. brand, fourth side. Yeah, I mean, and so, again, we used, I think it was also something for me to do during lockdown. I couldn't stay at home, yeah. you know, I'm just not that kind of person. Mm. We did we did that at-home delivery, which made us absolutely no money, but, you know, yeah, I was in my little, I was in my little restaurant, you know, yeah, yeah. food tasting, <laughs> bit of wine tasting, <laughs> research, <laughs> research and development. We'll see. You. Uh, uh, and yeah, so we decided to build that right in the middle of December. No main contractor or anything. No plans. No seating plan. You know, just doing it with us and a few local builders and carpenters. I mean, it's just bonkers, honestly, what I was thinking of. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, and funnily enough, I met someone the other week who their dad helped build it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. my dad's a carpenter, and yeah. he helped with it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Yeah, and it was, and I think then, you know, then I think we met, mm -hmm. and, you know, I think we'd, I'd already come up with the name, because I originally I wanted it to be a cocktail bar, because there weren't any adult... Uh, sort of hangouts where you could go and drink. I think Brighton's got so many pubs, so many fantastic pubs, but I don't think there's anything slightly more elevated than that. And I don't think there still is. No, apart from Burnt Orange. But but you know, looking around, I, I, I still get that comment often that there's a few decent, but is there somewhere as that slightly post raver as you always yeah. talked about that you go and it's like, oh, that's a cocktail like you would not. You're comparing it to it, but like you get in London, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and the 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 just wasn't. I mean, in terms of the name, though, how did, did that come about? Did well, you just really, always have it in your head, or 
Yeah, I think it, it was because it was going to be a cocktail bar. Mm. The uh, burning the orange, I think, is it for the Cosmopolitan? Yeah, with the yeah. with the oil. Yeah, with the mm -hmm. oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was. Um, I think that was where the name came yeah. from, and I think again, a lot of people are like oh, it's a bit funny. What does that mean? You know. I was like, I don't know. Just, and I couldn't be bothered to get, come up with a whole new name. Yeah. So we said, sorry, I don't know what it's going to be, but <laughs> let's just stick with Burns on. Well, I, I think a lot of the time it's what you do with it. You know, like, I mean, there's so many brand names out there that mean nothing. Yeah. But they mean something to you. I mean, if you look at Deshum, right? Yeah. Desh, I'm sure Deshum means, you know, in a Bollywood film when someone punches the yeah. actor and usually go pow or the sound that makes is Deshum. Ah, Apart, I'm sure I'm right in saying that. I might. I hope I'm not wrong. But um, sorry, sh sorry, Shamo. If, if it was, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Um, so just in case I've got it wrong, but no, I'm sure. But yeah, and so, but that isn't what it means at all. So mm. I think a lot of the time we people get tied up in knots about a brand name, but actually it's not more about the deliverable, and then it means yeah. something else, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 hundred percent. I think it's you know, I and it's the URL free and it's the yeah. social media free and all that stuff. <laughs> obviously, well, I don't think we thought about any of those bits, but we just luckily we've got we had some good <laughs> advice, you know. Yeah, I just get advised by Google. I just just went into Google. Was this free? But you know, so I think when I first met you, we were talking about would it work as a cocktail bar alone? It was like not really. Um, and then you started doing this kind of hand goosing hand gestures of thing um, of, of feeding yourself in a sort of beaky kind of way um, and then that just kind of went from there and, and actually like a lot of people ask me about burnt orange and I'm like I can't I can't tell you why that worked it was a whole bunch of just good things yep. happened yeah. and coming out of COVID there was such pent up demand <coughs> and also for something different yep and again, it was nothing. There was nothing else like it. Yeah. Well, originally, I think we were going to put a bit of an Asian slant to it, which I thought mm -hmm. would have worked quite well with cocktails yeah. and whiskies and you know sake and all this. Yeah. You know, I think and you know little yakitori's or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. just little things. And I thought, and then I don't know something inside of me gave. Why not just do something that's a bit more closer to? I mean, I'm originally. Persian, but that kind of flavor profiling yeah. of you know lots of breads and dips and you could still have the skewery bits but yeah. and most importantly cooked on fire which yeah. you know that i think that's the one of the main things that we well that's your all. core dna isn't it well really it just tastes better doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah you know sorry but you better charred yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know put a piece of meat on a on the barbecue it's gonna taste yeah. pretty good but yeah, yeah. as long as you don't screw it up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i would yeah no and <clears throat> you know what i'm still you know it, it, it'd be good to, it'd be it, i'm still not 100 percent why it worked that well but i think it's just because it was so different so unique and just coming out of you know coming out of covid i think yeah people just loved it and it's just but also it's the things like the environment so so that like the the music was great i mean well actually there's a couple of celebrity good pieces of fortune we had as well with norman and fatboy slim and yeah. you know steve at um good noise came up with the idea of having right here right now in the yeah. in the entry yeah well it's just two it was two, you know a few doors down from their original skint record so yeah i thought it was a great nod to to him you know to him what, what else did we have we had all back to mine yeah 
uh, Come Together, I think we had a Primal Scream sort of thing yeah, yeah, as well, yeah. didn't we? And anyway, Steve spotted that, and then I think you said, well, we better phone him just to check, you know? And then did Norman not come back and then say, oh, we'll, I'll do the music, I'll yeah. choose the music? He yeah, he like, said, like, I'll help oh. you with the playlist, Yeah, and you can you can use my name for PR reasons. Yeah. And I was like, wow, yeah. are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> How much? <laughs> but again, he, through during COVID, he, and, you know, he was serving coffees in Big Beach and all that. So, yeah, it was a real, you know, community helping each other time yeah yeah and i think even he was like are you sure about this are you sure what you're doing the right thing I mean, you've got some big kahunas here boy uh, yeah. but you know but yes and you know we're now it's done so well it's you know had some great reviews and uh why sit still but uh you know we're looking to roll that brand out now i think it's probably been our brand that's Probably appeals to a, a much wider target yeah. audience where I guess the cold shed, it's very meat-based. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's very male. Mm. Even though we say it's very male, the, the split is still 50-50. Yeah, it's not it's yeah. not crazily male, weirdly. Yeah. But um, no, so that, that's a good thing because then it means it isn't intimidating, you no. know. Um, but you definitely see Salt Room as a little bit more on the female side. A little bit more Just. female. I guess if you're going to say, yeah, if cold culture and sort of like yin and the yang yeah. you know yeah. yeah um where i think this one burnt orange you can see you know you can see people in various um ages there you yeah. know you can the first date and their sort of late 20s or even early 20s mm -hmm. you know all the way through up where i guess the other two restaurants are slightly a little bit sort of 40-ish yeah plus. just a little bit older but yeah. no it, and i think there's this like-minded people think and also as living proof that you've got through to the youth, if you like, um, for my sins, I'm on some online dating sites, and um, with some of the people that you're looking at, their pictures on their profile are in burnt orange. All right, nice. Yeah. yeah. So I still think there's something for us, a wee campaign in that, but anyway, we'll, we'll save that for any day. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, I think that is the proof. And then, as you say, some of the reviews, I mean, we just <laughs> kept getting a bounce. Yeah. So sales were up, and all the rest of it, all going great, you know, Jane doing a fantastic job as well and all that. And I think, was she not off getting married the first day we were doing bookings? Yeah. And I was kind of semi-checking in on booking, and it was like, was it something like, was it 200 bookings in the first day or more? I think the, we did a week's worth of soft launch, lunch and dinner, and I don't think stupidly we did not cap numbers. So <laughs> the poor kitchen literally went God. straight into 100-plus yeah. covers <laughs> No kissing, no nothing, straight in there. And I think we had a very angry kitchen team. Yeah. That literally, they just didn't even have time to embed, get to know how to use this. Yeah. I mean, I felt a bit bad. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. But uh, I had an old boss, though, in, in the other way, which maybe wasn't so kind, but his thought was always a soft launch was to break the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, I think we did. Yeah. And, you know, I think there was, was times. Yeah. But listen, I think we've learned a huge amount of lessons. And it's funny that how that's probably been one of our biggest success stories, but not done with huge design teams or, you know, big contractors. Yeah. You know, we've done it, did on the back of a fag packet. Mm -hmm. You know, we've got, and it's probably got the smallest kitchen mm -hmm. and it's probably got the least amount of equipment, you know, 
where if you look at the London one, it's all singing, all yeah, dancing, you know, literally it's got everything you can think yeah. of and probably two of. Yeah. And, you know, has always, it's done all right, but it's never quite, yeah. you know, been the dream that we thought, where this one, we thought, back a fact, back and it's flying. Yeah. Let's, let's just hope we can replicate the success of it here. And I yeah. think that's always the... That's always the acid test, isn't it? You yeah. know, you can, be, the big you can one. be a big fish in your, you know, in the, or you can be a big fish in your little pond here. But yeah, can you? you know, but can, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how it translates, you know, into another, you know, sort of town, city, all the rest of it. You know, yeah. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. But yeah, as you say, it's the one that's been the most organic. Yeah, but you know, has has, has done incredibly well, and the lamb cigars is just almost became like your Big Mac, like that's all anyone talks about yeah. and, <laughs> they're just loving it you know and and i think it plays brighton being slightly alternative should we say here yeah, yeah. you know uh, so there's a lot of veggie vegans here and i think you know it's it's a, it's an easy style of cooking that lends itself to yeah, yeah. lots of lots of veg so yeah well, good to get your five a day apparently <laughs> <laughs> Here's a quick message for all hospitality operators who want to reward, recognise and retain their brilliant teams. I want to introduce you to my new friends at Grateful. Grateful is a revolutionary cashless tipping and trunk platform disrupting tipping all across hospitality. Grateful's mission is to help create a more grateful world for hospitality teams by building the best tipping platform out there that is truly built around your business as Grateful understands just how unique your business and team are. So, if you're a restaurant, hotel, bar or cafe, and no matter if you're a national chain or just a single site, Grateful simplifies Trunk for you by using their tech know-how to provide 100% transparency for your teams. Grateful streamlines your operational overheads through API integrations into your EPOS, Rota, Payroll and more that takes the headache of handling tipping away for you and your teams. Grateful are a fast-growing, ambitious team that are fanatical about customer service and are always striving to do the right thing for you. With the new legislation just around the corner, it would be worth chatting to Mason and the team at Grateful to see how you can modernise your tipping for a happier team and a happier business. To find out more, please visit Grateful.com. That's G-R- tfl.com that's grtfl.com now a creative agency for the hospitality sector saved by robots create compelling brands and memorable experiences through great design and engaging storytelling from scottish restaurant of the year sugar boat to tip jar the digital tipping platform that's taken over the world Saved by Robots excel at bringing ideas to life. As well as developing new concepts and refreshing existing brands, the robots provide outsourced graphic design to help multi-site operators grow with confidence. Check out their work and get in touch at savedbyrobots.com. And then you go to Italy. Yeah, did I ask why? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm asking why. I'm holding you to account. <laughs> uh, well, again, 
whilst I was still looking for my perfect coal shed site, I think I've looked at every site mm-hmm. in Brighton twice over and was offered this site. It was just coming to the market. Well, I wasn't even coming to the market. Uh, I knew somebody. It used to be an old bank um, and the investment fund had sold it. And it was a beautiful 1930s, you know, building, you know, stunning. Not exactly on the on the thoroughfare of where all the other restaurants are, but, you know, that hasn't stopped us in the past. It's one, uh, of, the, it's one of the more visible, actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we kind of looked at it for the coal shed. We thought, no, we're only going to get extra 15 covers. And Ooh. I thought, well, what's the point? Um, and then, then I thought oh, we could do with a really decent sort of gastro pub in Brighton, mm. uh, which w- was the other thing. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think it just kind of lends itself, you know, to those kind of the ones you see in London. Yeah, you know, around yeah, yeah. they're on every corner. Beautiful, those old-fashioned lamps outside, yeah, yeah. the awnings, yeah. you know. Sort of like an oddly house. Yeah, you like, know, one one, like one, yeah, or one of the cubit houses, oh, you know, yeah. one of those mm-hmm. kind of groups or whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that was a real contender. And then I'd always had a love affair with Italy, I mm. think, you know, from – and I think there just aren't that many decent. There's probably a few that you'd say that are – worth visiting locally sure. i think the rest of them you'd probably swerve yeah yeah where london there's loads and um my other half is sort of half sicilian and half maltese that was we went to italy first holiday after three months she said i was quite quick to go take her away but i thought you know why not yeah we got married in sicily you know before um White Lotus has just <laughs> ruined it for, for everyone. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, you know, we always go there. You know, we, I guess the sort of the, the thing about hospitality and food and family kind of, kind of translates both to the sort of the, the, the Italian side and both to my Persian side, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. it's about those two things of just family, friends, Loads of food, yep. bit of wine, um, and we said, "Why not? Why not do an Italian?" Yep. You know, we knew that there was a big market, a big gap in the market, and yes, you know, so we decided to go for it. But there were early signs on that this was not quite going to plan. You know, things were delayed. You know, there's some projects that they just they just go right. You yeah, know, yeah. and there's other ones. Like burnt orange. I don't know why, but that just went, you yeah. know. Even though we're doing it, it just it just seemed to happen. Uh this one, you know, we've got designer in, we've got main contractors in, all the tick boxing exercises, yeah, yeah. you know, your QS, all, all the these bigger team. all the bigger team, yeah, yeah. you know. We're kind of raid, riding the wave of the the from burnt orange. And this was always meant to be sort of burnt oranges cousin from you know from sicily or yeah, yeah. you know from southern italy um and just think it was just gonna we're the, the we're just gonna put sprinkle that magic and yeah, yeah. Uh, off we'll go again really <laughs> uh, but the build was just a complete nightmare you know to where, where do you start on a building like that you know when you go in is that not quite 
you know, you're not quite in- intimidated when you, you know, you go in and you think, well, I don't even know where to start here. Yeah, well, you've got to start with, you know, your layout, you know, where does the kitchen go, where does the... You're not fearful it's... that you get that wrong. Yeah, but, you know, you just you've just to got to keep, yeah, yeah, you've got to just rely on your team around you and your chefs and managers and, you know, about the flow, where does that go, where does the kitchen... And... Yeah, yeah. You'd like to think of, hopefully, after doing this for the decades, uh, yeah. you've got a rough idea of yeah, how sure. it should go. Um, but that doesn't mean you always get it right. No, I would. <laughs> I would just be worried. But I think I remember coming for a tasting or coming down to see before the soft launch, and I think was it like seven weeks delayed or something like that. In the, in yeah, the, in the first instance, seven weeks delayed. And the contractor kept on saying, no, it's going to be next week. No, it's going to be next week. No, it's going to be next week. You know, and, you know, we'd, we'd hired the staff, we trained them. So we hung on to the staff for an extra almost two months, mm. which was huge cost to us. Yeah. Not only that, you know, cash flow, it doesn't, you know, but it just has a knock on effect on everything. And then finally, once we get there, we rushed the opening because mm. we were so behind, you know, <clears throat> we'd been keeping everyone, not wanting to lose the staff that you had. Yeah. And we opened. Um, and again, the chef was like, ah, you know, just go for it for the, um, for the soft launch. And I think that sold out again, like within seconds, you know, yeah, the yeah, whole really week. Quick. And it, it just went berserk. You know, I think lunches were like up to 80, 90. Dinners were... 150 and they just couldn't cope yeah you know and it was and it was just watching your you know your little baby yeah. just go on fire yeah. and unfortunately it was just it's one of those life's lessons when you you just go against your gut instincts mm. so two weeks on we decided to close which was a brave move, and I was away for my 10-year anniversary in Venice. <laughs> Where are you at yeah. the time? Oh, yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine, Tizzy was just... Over the moon. She had the daggers out, and whilst we're in the museum, I'm like, like she'd be walking around the museums, and I'd be outside on the phone, what's happened now? God, this has happened. This. Yeah. And then I think we just kind of said, look, enough is enough. This is, this. we've never had an opening like this. Mm. Let's close, reset, and let's go back to the drawing but board. I, but I think you get a lot of respect for that, you know, and, yeah. and, and that was, and like I was saying, you know, in Brighton's a village city, you know, yeah. stuff gets around, and people talk about these things, and yeah. the consistent message I got back was fair play to them. Yeah. You know, if it's not up to your standard, no. then, you know, we need to stop and reset, you know, rather than just keep pouring petrol on a fire, you know, it's like just... Stop it, and we'll start again. Yeah, and then so what? It was like two two weeks or two three weeks. Yeah, we closed three weeks. The chef decided to move on. I think it was just too. It wasn't the right thing. Uh-huh. Found a new chef who's going to give us six months. Funny enough, somebody I'd worked with previously twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. He'd been traveling around the world, opening a de- as a development chef. Mm-hmm working for a big company overseas, opening restaurants all over the place. And he said, look, I'm back in Brighton. I was like, brilliant. Yeah, you want to come and work in it in Italian? So we kind of had the recipes. He's back in. We worked on a new menu together, I thought, which were fantastic. Yeah. And we had another sous chef who was definitely 
I think give him six times, uh, six months, he was definitely capable of being the next head chef. So mm -hmm. things were looking, yeah, things were looking promising. Lo and behold, third night you're open, we get a food critic come in on a wet, horrible, windy, mm. rainy winter night. Um, so not in the best of moods already. Well, I wasn't there, you know. But, oh, they weren't. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know. And uh, of course, I get the phone call on Monday. Guess what? It's X one. X X has been in. <laughs> My heart just sank because I just knew it wasn't going to be world class. But at the same time, I think it kind of it just meant that you'd hit the bottom. You know, you're mm. kind of you're sparring out of free fall. You knew that when I wasn't sure whether they were going to brush it off and and say, you know, clearly I wasn't right. Yeah, give you a pass. Or were they going to tear you a new one? Yeah. Option B. Well, they did <laughs> see the chocolate tort was nice. They did. Which was positive. Yeah. Well, I did want to tweet. I, I did want to retweet that. Yeah, Apparently the better t shirt. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, it's, it's taught you a massive <laughs> lesson in life, which, yeah. you know, you. You cannot take anything for granted and, you know, make sure you've done your due diligence, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, yeah, that was a tough one, you know, and don't get against your gut instincts, you know. Yeah. What, what, what about food reviewers in general and critics? I mean, what's your view on them? Because the, the, I don't know if they are aware the effect that they can have depending yeah. on what they say. Well, let's face it. I don't think you're, you know, a lot of people they can they can make a business or they can ruin it. And we've been very very fortunate up until then. We've had fan nothing but fantastic mm -hmm. <clears throat> reviews from all the all the sort of top five critics. And you know, overnight you've seen your business. I think the first time Jay Rayner came around to the Salt Room, we saw thirty three percent rise mm. in sales within a week or two. You know, and it and and they do they can have. They can make your business, you mm. know, and this one certainly. Yeah, well, I think it was more of a reality check than anything <laughs> worse than that. Yeah. Um, well, I guess their saying was, if you're open, you're open. Yeah. But the other option was for us to close again. Yeah. Which, you know, we just. <laughs> well, what, what's what's the path then to where you are now? Because looking <clears> at <throat> Google reviews for Tuto, for example, it's. 4.4, 4.5 yeah. and going up. It's got some of the best reviews of the whole group now. And then on top of that, personally, I was in on Friday with, yeah. for a business meeting with, you know, potentially a new client. And I was genuinely blown away. You know, I mm. think I've been for a few meals and it's been varied. And then honestly, Friday was... And the Tuto Pronto lunch, yeah, you know, uh, £10 for the square and the pasta and the... Um, you know, the Al Forno and the focaccia and the, and the drink. I mean, just unbelievable. It's a bargain. Unbelievable. So, yeah. in, in terms of that, what are the things you've put in place then to, to get that going? Well, we, we've we just made sure that we've just been meticulous about who's coming in now, mm -hmm. you know, and just, sorry to say, but just trying to make sure that, you know, we, we, we sign off every single person and just making sure that sometimes when you put too much trust with other people to get it right and you know you don't 
sort of just make sure that every single person is there to do the job and we've had to go back to the food and really get hands on with it roll up your sleeves and just make sure that you know day by day you can just 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 improve you know we're never going to get that we're never going to turn that overnight and it's mm -hmm. well it's coming up to a year since we opened so it's 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 been a long old year and and you know we've certainly learned a lot of lessons that you know you've just got to make sure that you know as as great an idea as you might have if you don't have the right people there mm. who can carry that on then yeah it's going to flop yeah <laughs> but no I, i'm 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 pretty excited about it now you know and, and it was just about getting that product right and getting the environment right and and all the rest of it and we've got some fun thoughts about the exterior and music and you know all these different things yeah. so you know i think it's going to be great yeah we've got a lot to do and then just going back then rewinding the whole thing how did you get into hospitality in the first place because you were music first right yeah yeah i left i dropped out of university doing uh i was up in london what were you doing financial economics i was going to go into the city maths has always been quite a strong point mm. <clears throat> and funny enough uh, uh, and music you know was just passion for i just loved it loved it loved it you know from you know, wee boy, you know, breakdowns, when breakdowns came out, you you're know, better, I, I love, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, box. you know, you know, my parents were like, what, the, what, what has happened <laughs> to this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> you know, this rabbit's fur on his foot, you know, laces there, you know, my dad, very prim and proper, you know, going to these, you know, boarding school from the age of seven and they're just looking and going, you know, what's he doing? Why is he spinning on his head? <laughs> I've still seen you doing that in meetings right now. Yeah. That's just my head spinning though. I'm yeah. sitting still. But the budget's out of whack. So I think that there was always this passion for music. And when I was up in London studying there, funny enough, I was working in Cordy and Barrow in Broadgate Circle at the time, mm -hmm. you know, and I saw all the sort of city folks come in. And I was like, God, is this really the yeah. world I want to be in? I mean, my God, they were getting pissed from 11 o'clock in the morning. They'd be back in at 3.34. Sometimes they wouldn't even go back. You know? <laughs> a lot of pluses yeah, there. there. There was a lot of pluses, <laughs> but just... And back then, uh, my um, half-brother or stepbrother, he'd just bought a, uh, a small arch down the uh, seafront, and he'd just opened it as the Zap Club, the mm. whole sort of dance electronic music very good um was kind of you know taken off and you know i been probably spent the last few years you know underage in there anyhow and i was just like oh, I, want, I just want to be part of that world yeah. i don't know why but i guess you're just fun. young you know yeah it's fun you know it's you know getting up to mischief and <laughs> all the other bits so yeah stupidly decided to <clears throat> drop drop out of university and come uh, move to Brighton and get involved in all of that and producing and engineering and also you know everything that whole life you know I mean you work with labels and stuff as well yeah, yeah we'd had some stuff out on ministry some bits with um, head candy and other bits um and my brother had a sort of a management agency where he looked after a lot of 
um, a lot of acts, you know, everyone from like ATB to Moby, and you know, so, remember ATB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so you know, you're 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 in it from in in all sides of it, and yeah. I think it was just a point that it kind of just when streaming came out, and I think there was it was live music was back on and yeah. it was a bit tougher to make music, money out of it i just met my wife to be he was she was a doctor you know finishing mm. to be a doctor you know and i think you know she was just like grow up son how <laughs> <laughs> get a proper job <laughs> she goes you've had your fun <laughs> now if we're gonna have a decent life yeah, you know yeah. you need to pull your Self yeah. together, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't know what what else to do, and I've kind of always been in and out of that or bars or clubs or whatever. I yeah, didn't yeah. know much else really. I was no good to anyone really. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I know, let's open a restaurant. <laughs> and she went, Oh great! <laughs> oh God, fucking no. sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, so yes, so luckily uh, she helped me when I kind of sat there for about two years going what i always knew i was there was a massive there was a massive uh gap in the market for steak restaurant i think the yeah. only steak restaurant back in the time was the aberdeen angus down preston street or, is that what it was yeah i okay. think there was there, there was a few back in the 80s yeah, yeah. there was a few sort of greek cypriot run mm -hmm. sort of steakhouses but but there wasn't anything more than that and i think that's where you know we we kind of, and so, were, you, were you, but you were working in Browns as well at some point? Working in Browns yeah. for a while, you know, so. Enjoying that. Of, yeah. <laughs> I'm going there for Christmas dinner. Ooh. Christmas lunch, would you believe? What sort of reserving? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, but it doesn't do tomato soup for the wee one. I'm sure we can sort it out. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Well. Oh, anyway, we'll chat about that off. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I had to compromise. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll do a prawn cocktail. Mm, well, I can, anyway, I can ask her. Um, aye, so your bit of hospitality experience from that as well, so that yeah. kind of gave you the. Yeah, the, it, it, it wasn't, I didn't kind of go into it completely um, without any experience, but certainly nowhere near any experience to open my own restaurant, you mm. know, or anything about designing a restaurant, opening. I mean,. <clears throat> mechanical engineering extraction boy oh boy did i learn some mistakes some lessons there you know obviously the josper had only just you know we discovered them when they were still in spain so mm. when we came over there wasn't that much knowledge around them with the extraction and the heat and yeah. of course they go up to 500 degrees c which as you can imagine can burn most things yeah yeah and the way it was set up with a local company here that, you know, was kind of doing all the pubs and whatever, yeah. you know, we were going through a new motor every six months. Blimey. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah. I've, but... I've learned, you know, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we've, we've certainly, you know, the, <laughs> we've learned a few lessons on <laughs> what not to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a book in this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, Hospitality for dummies. <laughs> <laughs> and then what about the Brighton restaurant scene then? So obviously you've been in it for 10, 15 years. What have you seen in terms of the changes? Because, you know, I'm a kind of late comer to Brighton and all the rest of it. You know, what, what are you seeing now? In terms well, of the I landscape. just think there's just it's flourished. I mm. think you know. I think there's just more and more openings. I think you know. I think 
you know, as, as you can see from, you know, the amount of places that have opened just from people that have worked the chili pickle that yeah. they've gone on to, I think, curry leaf, I think even palmito, um, I think easy tiger, I think, you know, mm -hmm. just three, you know, three great places, local places who've yeah. just come through, you know, a, a Brighton institution. So, and, and I guess the people that went through the ginger group, you know, yeah. like Wild Floor. And yeah, you know, Wild Floor ones. and The Set mm -hmm. and Ferna. Yeah. What else? So it's, it'd be kind of fascinating one day to just draw out the family tree a little bit as yeah. well, because, you know, it kind of feels like that. Well, yeah, Ben and Pam have fathered a lot. Yes. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, there's great things going on, like October Best and Brighton's Best Restaurants and, you know, and all that. So there's, like, these micro sort of promotional vehicles yeah. as well that are show that there's a lot going on. Yeah, and I think, certainly speaking to, you know, we still have our ears to the, firmly to the ground, you know, I'm still a sucker for a new property. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm always speaking to the agents locally and, you know, they're always telling me, you know, oh, X from London or this, you know, X, Y, and Z are all looking, at, they all keep saying how Brighton's still hot property. They're all looking to kind of come out of London a bit because yeah. London's a bit tough, I think, in certain areas. Rents are massive, mm -hmm. you know, rates. People aren't working. More true. <laughs> um, so I think Brighton is certainly one of those, one of the ob more obvious without going into Manchester, Edinburgh. Yeah. Let's face it, that's miles away. It's harder. Yeah, it's harder just operationally, you know, to, to yeah. get people up there. But I, I'm thinking about Brighton when people like the chains come down or the groups yeah. um, it's quite hard for them and I think the reason why maybe someone like Pizza Pilgrims has worked so well is like Tom really gets it and he lives here now so yeah, I, you know yeah. I, I think that definitely if they, helps if you move down then I think you've got half a chance yeah I think. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but he did you know He, yeah. I think he really got in you know got, got into back the into the community lifestyle. you know you know, I think he's, you know, everyone talks so highly of him. Sure. You know, he's best friends with everyone. And yeah, I think yeah. he's, and and they do great pizzas. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, what's not and to love? low price point and all that. Yeah. But thinking, you know, in terms of the new openings coming up, so uh, there's rumours of a new, a botanist going into Topshop. So, supposedly, I still can't see that happening, yeah. even though we did got offered that. And they were saying, yeah, we'd love the coal shed there. And I was like, what, next to Topshop? Yeah. Yeah. Next to H&M or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel... But they were feel... just throwing money at it, and I was just like, no, no. Mm, doesn't, didn't feel right, yeah. No. I'm glad you dodged that one. Yeah. So there's that, uh, Deshoom's coming down with Permit Room. Permit Room, yeah. So that's yeah. going to be interesting, because it's a drink-forward um, right. concept, yeah, really, concept. you know? Yeah. Um, I guess the interesting thing is not many derivatives or sub-brands of a main brand have really worked but i think if anyone's going to do it they are yeah listen i think you know really they, they, i think everything that they've done has always Not worked so well yeah yeah yeah. So. yeah so that's going to be interesting um what's your view on like the bigger chains coming down and all that you know what what are you seeing from them the problem is there aren't that many big sites mm. so you know like say for gaucho usually once between four thousand five thousand square foot up mm -hmm. you know so it's it's they need these big places you yeah. know so a lot of the like a, a dishoom needs yeah. you know they need to be on <laughs> sorry excuse me sorry. they need to be they need to be these 200 cover places just because of the model they work with yeah. you know the way the kitchen runs all of these kind of things 
and unfortunately Brighton just doesn't have these this property you know mm. it's just Where like it's Manchester just does or Bristol's you know they've got these beautiful buildings you mm. know we've got North Street and let's face it yeah it's it's a bit of a mixed bag that one yeah, but when you look at um I mean Manchester Albert Schloss and all these have you been to Albert Schloss no or? no 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 oh man you'd love it yeah. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> but I mean, rumours are. I hear they like the food quite salty there. So I was oh, talking really? to somebody who, who's kind of doing a bit of Never developing yeah. work and he does, you know, he's a development chef yeah, and he was yeah. saying, yeah, I was doing some work and, you know, they like 15 grams more salt per dish. Yeah. Well, I was like, I don't know where he gets that information from, but more beer. Yeah. I well, that's what I said. That's yeah. What I <laughs> but I suppose when you go to Oktoberfest in Munich, it's pretty salty, you know. You have the chicken handle yeah. and the pretzels, and yeah, there's a lot of salt going on. Never been. Oh, it's awesome. I'm waiting for my yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it's my birthday soon. Is always around my birthday, so I used to go every year with some mates. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, great yeah. fun, great fun. But um, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. Time. <laughs> um, so last couple of things because I know you need to they head off soon. Um, I was just thinking about sort of leadership as well. You know, as you've had once site and then got to five and then this is a big group and all the rest of it is there a certain sort of style you know how do you spend your time what do you think about when you're sort of leading the group because it's a more diverse than most restaurant groups yep. even at this size yep. and you've got a lot of people to talk to and interact with yeah. plus you're pretty restless as an entrepreneur you've always got thoughts going on and how can you make it better and push push how do you handle all that because I know you pretty much don't sleep. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, there's no time, you know, plus two kids as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think you've just got to take the, the team with you on a journey. Uh, I think there's, you know, we've still got employee number two. If I'm employee number one, mm. I've still got employee number two. Who's that? He's, uh, he's the original um, head chef of the coal shed the original one oh. i think he even helped do some painting wow. and bits and pieces he's kind of doing a bit more admin work he's kind of dealing with um some chemo and stuff like that uh -huh. so we're kind of you know making sure that he's still looked after and, but yeah he's still firmly in the business i think one of the managers of the coal shed she's going to be doing I think it's her 10 year anniversary wow. in next week or the week after so Great. i think you've got to take them on that journey and let them be proud of what they're doing yeah you know accept that they're going to make mistakes yeah you know and i think that's okay but talk it through yeah you know, and just try and make it fun yeah yeah you know try and make it enjoyable because let's face it it's tough work <laughs> Yeah, if you can't enjoy easy. it, if you can't enjoy it, you know, if you can't be proud of that food that you're there, mm. you know, if you can't be proud that you want to bring your mum in or your, or your dad or both, yeah, yeah. or you want to bring your pet, you know, your friends in, you know, yeah. you want to talk to people about it, you know. And I'm certainly very passionate, and I can sit here and talk till the cows come home about the food, what you know, cooking on fire, wine, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. And I think you you've got to love that, mm. and I think you've got to find. You know, crazy. <laughs> and that's why I love, you know, kind of, I think the alternative for people, yeah. not alternative, but, you know, so well, people that think outside the box, I think are just, you know, non-traditional. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's why Brighton is so fantastic because, you know, it's definitely alternative. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why we're, we're very lucky with our team 
as well because you know they come from all sorts of life you know yeah, walks yeah. of life here yeah. so you know it's certainly quite eclectic yes yeah oh, definitely and you know you can see that in the meetings and everything and again being here it is so funny especially when i was spending so much time in london and here you had to switch modes yeah and you realize that here's just a little bit more casual a yeah. little bit more manana a little bit more whereas i'm like come on you know get, get yeah, this done get this done you know and you just really need to be able to play the two a yeah, little bit yeah, um yeah. It, is, it is tough you know in terms of that so a couple of fun questions then so um favorite city to eat in in england in the world in the world oh i would say probably barcelona no, oh, well, it's only just because I was there, you know, a few weeks ago, ah. and I just thought this is, you know, such great restaurants it's a there. Good it's a great, you know, and there's all sorts, you know, whether it's the tapas, there's some amazing fish restaurants. Yeah. I love it there. It's it's a cool place, and also, I, it's funny. I was away uh, on holiday at a retreaty place um, in the last five weeks, and I was talking to someone there, someone Spanish, and I was trying to explain, and I think. He laughed at me really where I said that Brighton was a bit Barca. But what I was meaning was there's not many cities like this yeah. that are on the sea. Like yeah. it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um and Barcelona is like that. Yeah. But yeah, he wasn't having it at yeah. all. What I was trying and, to and, the, and there's a uh, there's definitely you know, the there's definitely a very alternative scene there. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, we stayed in Soho House and you could definitely oh, you see that. Oh, yeah. I've stayed there too. It's lovely. Yeah, lovely. It's so nice. Yeah, just yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't try and go for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> Was that what you did? No. Uh -huh. We couldn't. It's full. I mean, it's like oh, the smallest could... pool. I think maybe Brighton's the smallest one, but yeah, this one's yeah, pretty yeah. small. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think we've been there a couple of times now and I just, I've just loved everything about it. But, yeah. From from the the people that we um, that live there, they think possibly Madrid might have the the edge over the dining scene. So I'm oh, quite keen. Yeah, I'm quite keen to go and check that out. But okay, I'll just write down we're opening yeah. a Spanish restaurant, <laughs> shall I? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, and um, favorite hotel. Favorite hotel. Oh. Well, I've got, well, we've just come back and this was in, there's a place in Langkawi called the Datai. Okay. And we just came back, which I just thought was just amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's set, set in the jungle, but also in this private little bay. Um, oh. So you've got, you know, you've got these amusing, amazing wildlife. You've got the monkeys, you've got the birds, the butterflies, all sorts. So for the kids, they were just like, you know, they're going Where on buses. This? What country is um, Off Malaysia, Langkawi. Oh, wow. Jeez, that sounds great. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's 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 a bit of a trek, mm. but, you know, the the pool was right on the beach, by the beach, you know, you could take, and just, it just had ticked so many different things. And yeah. then the food as well. They, they had a massive garden patch where they grew all their plants and herbs and yeah. all these things. And it was just very zen-like. And, and they just weren't that many people. And it's because it's a little bit further out and mm. it's a little bit, it's not for everyone's taste. So yeah. so you get a nice, a yeah. nice crowd. Yeah, sort of like-minded. 
Yes. People. Yes. Nice. <laughs> There's no bling. <laughs> <laughs> no chavin going on. Uh, favorite coffee shop? Coffee shop. I think locally is going to be the flower pot. Yep. Yeah. I think I'd they're agree. great. Yeah. I'd agree. Favorite bar or pub? And what would you have when you're there? Well, no self norms. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess what I'm. If you can't find me in head office, you'll probably find me in the victory. Which oh, is yeah. <laughs> There's a little secret. Oh, I, need, I didn't know that. Okay, so the victory and what you're having when you're there. It's got to be a beer, isn't it's it? It's got to be a lager. Yeah. E Euro fizz? <laughs> is that right? Is it some sort of Euro fizz? 5%, please. Yeah. Uh, Favourite restaurant and what would you have? Favourite restaurant? Oh, God, there's so much. There's so much. Um... You went to Mountain lately, wouldn't yeah. you? you enjoy yeah, that? yeah, no, we thought that was fantastic. I thought that was so good. And, you know, Thomas coming out with, you know, the the crab, you know, the sort of the, the stew and just the presentation yeah, yeah. and everything. I mean, it's hard to have a favorite restaurant because you fall in love with one and then something else comes in and you're like, oh my God. So I think, I think that's always a tough one. I can't ever answer really. Even snapshot of the, the <laughs> one you've had in the last few months yeah i think that that's definitely yeah that definitely it's a it's a oh i tell you where there we i was uh, a few months ago as well which i thought was fantastic dorian as well okay yeah was that was that one yeah just off westbourne grove oh okay there. oh sorry i didn't yeah know. really yeah. clever you know just not overly complicated but just fantastic ingredients cooked super well yeah. you know i like those little places that yeah. you know just done well you know, and just tasty, tasty flavor, flavor, yeah, yeah. flavor. You know, big and bold. Yeah, big yeah. and bold. Okay, okay. All right. And then the last thing is, what's next for you and the business and all that? What's happening? Well, the coal shed's the next one. Mm. You know, that's that's it's it's been my baby. So I feel very emotional about it. It's going and, to uni. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to uni and. And I guess I, I just remember when you first sat there, you know, skinned, not sure where to go, and you're kind of doing lots of research, and yeah. you're looking at all these places, and you're looking at the interiors, and you're looking how great you were, and obviously you didn't have two shekels to rub between. <laughs> <laughs> and still don't. <laughs> and still don't. <laughs> just, um, and I think now you're kind of creating you know, what that, what that dream was always, you know, and it's, you know, it's been a lot of hard work in that time, but, um, so yeah, that, I just want to, I just want to get that right, yeah. you know, and just make sure we're doing it. So we're here in another yeah. 10 to 15 years, you know, that hopefully with a, with a few more restaurants, maybe not too many more brands. Cause yeah. I'm not sure how many more I can go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be baldy. <laughs> Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, thanks so much for spending time on the podcast. It's been long overdue. And yeah, I guess I'll see you tomorrow in the office. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. So there we go. A fantastic episode with Raz Helilat, who is director at Black Rock Restaurants. And of course, that's running the fabulous brands of Tuto, The Coal Shed, the Salt Room, and my wee baby, Burnt Orange. And there's lots more to come from Raz and the team. I'm helping work on some of that. So I'm so excited for those new concepts and new sites to roll out across this year, next year, and beyond. 
This podcast is sponsored by Vita Mojo, the all-in-one restaurant management platform helping operators grow ATV, reduce tech complexity, and serve guests better. Just visit vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic and get in touch with the team right away. That's vitamojo.com forward slash supersonic. So this is me, Mark McSee, signing off for another podcast, and I'm really looking forward to the next time we're together. Next time, we'll hear from many, many more interesting people with top tips, tricks, and tales that will make your brand boom.